Good morning. As Raja said, my name is Simon. If you're a visitor here this morning, it's great to have you with us. Uh, we love having people come in and visit us, and we would invite you to be with us every week. Why don't you come and join us every week? Uh, it's so great to get together this morning. We're going to be carrying on our series, as Raj says, looking at um, joy news, what it means to live out our lives on the front line for Jesus. What does it mean to see our everyday places as frontline places? And today, we're going to be looking at another theme. We're going to be looking at the area of social media and the online world. How are these places frontline places where we can bring joy news? So if you've got a Bible, we're going to be looking at the Bible a little later on. If you've got a Bible, you can find Luke chapter 10 and we'll get there in a short while. But it will just give you a bit of time to find that passage. Luke chapter 10. Technology has always changed the world, whether that be tools made uh, by ancient peoples for hunting, whether that is a compass that has enabled us to navigate the seas. Whether that's the printing press, that has mean, meant that we can uh, create books and literature to help um, uh, send out messages and ideas and thoughts. Or whether that's video conferencing that enables us to watch um, the uh, insides of a parish council meeting in Cheshire um, and all its uh, all its going on. So I don't know if you saw that this week in the news of Hanforth Parish Council and some of the uh, intricacies of local government. People that like me that have worked in local government just kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah we've seen that before. Uh, but fascinating. If you haven't seen that, it went totally viral. Just search Jackie Weaver or Hanforth Council online. You'll be in for a treat. But social media, we say, we say technology has been around with us for ages, but social media, that's obviously that's something new. That's something new, isn't it? Well, maybe, maybe not so much, actually. Um, the journalist Tom Standage was, was really intrigued by this and looked into it and was fascinated by um, the coffee houses of the 1600s in England when coffee was started, starting to be imported from other nations. And these coffee houses were starting to spring up across England. And people would come in and they would drink coffee and they would discuss the latest ideas. They would talk about their community, what's happening in their local neighborhoods. They'd read the latest pamphlets and books. And, and it didn't matter what social status you were. You were all welcome. In fact, you were encouraged to speak with people who were not like you. In fact, one historian says, like Noah's Ark, every kind of creature in every walk of life frequented coffee houses. And he reports of, uh, uh, of uh, evidence of uh, judges and lawyers and sailors and uh, artists and vicars all congregating together to discuss. Um, Men, and, and it was mostly men, I'm, I'm sorry, women, uh, not exclusively, but it was mostly men. Um, men could spend hours in these coffee houses reading and discussing and celebrating uh, and uh, writing and just catching up with one another. And it was so popular that it was criticized by, by others for making workers lazy. 
Uh, and they would say that many young men are just wasting their lives away in these coffee houses. But the reality was this is where culture was being formed. This is where innovation was happening. In fact, it, Isaac Newton wouldn't be the famous scientist he was if it wasn't for coffee houses and, and ideas. You know, Isaac Newton, the guy who the, you know, the apple fell on his head and uh, he discovered gravity or something like that. That's probably not totally true. But anyway, he wouldn't have become who he was without coffee houses of the 16 or 1700s. Listen, coffee houses were the social media of their day. And it's easy to say this with hindsight, but if I was a church leader and my some of my congregation were going to coffee houses, I would be saying to them, look, that's your front line. That's where God is placing you. That's a front line to bring joy, the joy news of Jesus to those around you, the people you meet there. See, for the last few decades, we've been living in the information age, experts say, and our world is no longer just physical, but we live in a digital world too. Our lives are online as well. And Jesus, Jesus said, go into the world, go into all the world. See, that's why we have our, our vision statement at Jubilee, bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone, everywhere. So, if I'm called to go into the world, if we're called to go into all the world, as Jesus said, into to everyone everywhere, why would that not include the digital world? And you know what? I'm not downplaying some of the safety concerns, some of the uh, mental health um, uh, concerns that we might have around, particularly around social media and particularly around how we see that playing out at the moment in terms of the pandemic and having to stay at home. I'm not downplaying any of those issues. In fact, what I would say is that we don't have loads of time to go into all that this morning, but we're going to put a link in the chat. And if you're watching later on YouTube, it'll be in the description of a, a really helpful um, online seminar um, from our friends at New Day around how to navigate this online world with wisdom. Um, really watch that. It's really helpful. You're a young person. Watch that video if you haven't watched it already. You'll find it really, really great. See, the online world can be a dark place. The online world can be evil sometimes. It can be an evil place. But what if as Christians we were called to bring light into this dark place? What if Christians we were called to be known for us interactions on social media? to be known for the way that we, we care for people and love people online. What is it about them, about how they interact? What is it about them, about how they care online? We're called to overflow with joy online. I'm not saying everything needs to be online now. Absolutely not. You know, I'm longing for the day that we can meet up again with friends and family. I'm longing for the day that we can meet up as a church together. Uh, I'm longing for those days, but but there's an opportunity here, isn't there? That is not going away. Your friends, your work colleagues, your family are living parts of their lives online. And there's an opportunity there for us to bring joy news to those we interact with. So I want us to look at the Bible and look at what we can draw from some of the things Jesus says about how we go out and be joy news. So Luke 10, 
And, and just to say, if you if you're the type of person that goes, do you know what I I want to avoid the digital world as much as possible? It's not for me. I, I'm hoping that these uh, things we're talking about this morning uh, are relevant in any situation as we're on the front line for Jesus. So Luke chapter ten. Here we go. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out two by two ahead of them to every town and every place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among among wolves. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and you're welcomed, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. But when you enter a town and you're not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that sticks to our feet, we wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. And then just going down to verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. What amazing words for us. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so what can we learn? I've got five things this morning. Five things. Firstly, we are to be ready. See, the chapter previous to this, it says that Jesus sent out 12 of his disciples and they went out and did something similar. But now he sends out 72 It's almost as if he's saying, actually, do you know what? This isn't about just a few, a handful going out. This is about all of my followers going out. This is this is all of us called to mission. Why? Because it's like a land that is ready for harvest, Jesus says. And do you know what? When that happens, when the harvest is ready, it's it's all hands on deck. It's all workers into the field. We're called to bring joy news, all of us. And today, do you know what? Going into God's harvest field will involve being online. It'll involve going into our front line online. The temptation is to say, well, what can I do? What can I do? Well, actually, do you know what? If you're on social media, you probably have a bigger following, probably, than the number of people that I'm talking to right now. You probably do. You probably have that kind of reach. Listen, we need to see the reality of this. People online uh, people at this time in this pandemic are searching. They're asking questions. And we're seeing that, aren't we? We're seeing that on Alpha. Perhaps you're seeing that in, in discussions you're having with people. And so God calls you and I to meet that, to, to, to bring Jesus to them. Listen, people are looking for hunger, for meaning. And they're looking in the places they look for answers for both things in life. They're looking online. Listen, what does that mean for you and me? You and me, all of us, to be frontline joy news online. Okay, secondly, be dependent. Jesus said, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. 
Think about that for a minute. Lambs among wolves. You stick a lamb in the middle of a load of wolves. I don't think it's going to end very well. Therefore, on the front line, do you know what? We need to be dependent on God. We need to be dependent on our shepherd, on the one who cares for us and protects us. Our shepherd, Jesus, the great shepherd, he's with us. The Holy Spirit lives in you and he helps you. He helps you. See, look, most of the online world is looking to shape us. It is. It's looking to shape us. It's looking in a way to control us. It's looking in a way to take our time. It's looking in a way to grab our attention. Take our attention. Time is money. If, if the online world, if social media can grab your time, hey, they've got you. Actually, what's they're after? Your attention. We're going to have to be dependent on him in all our online social media dealings. Because if we're not, we'll be shaped by it. And what does the Bible say? It says in Romans 12, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need need God to come and transform and renew our minds and be with us by the Holy Spirit. And do you know what? By his grace, by his mercy, he is. He's with us and he does that. And it's wonderful good news. See, what would it mean for us to say, do you know what, as I pick up my phone, Lord, I don't want to get into mockery. I don't want to get into outrage. I don't want to get into um, envy. I don't want to get into just kind of um, uh, just kind of meanness and mockery. What would it mean for me to say as I as I log on? I, I want to pray for my enemies. I want to pray for those who persecute me. I want to be joy news to those that are struggling right now uh, and need need meaning and purpose. What would it mean for those things? Thirdly, be real. I love how Jesus says, when you go in someone's house, stay there and get to know a person of peace, a child of peace, e.g. someone someone who will welcome you, someone who will kind of just welcome you in and, and say, no, I'm, I'm open to this. Eat what they give you, Jesus says. We all know, don't we, certainly in Jubilee, because we're so influenced by our Middle Eastern friends. We know that when it talks about eating, we, our ears perk up, don't they, in the Bible? And we go, okay, we know it's not talking about Western fast food eating. It's talking about slow, long, intimate eating and meals. See, eating in the Bible is significant. It, it's symbolic. It, it shows honor. It show, it's, I'm showing value to you as I eat with you. I'm listening. I'm talking. I'm I'm getting to know someone. You might think, well, you can't do that in the in you can only do that in the real world. You can't do that online. Well, not necessarily, you know. What would that mean for us to get to really get to know people that we're interacting with? Really get to know people that we're friends with. What would it mean to to take an interest in what they're interested in when they post online? Oh, I was really fascinated by what you put online, you might say to them. Do you know what? That was really helpful, what you said there. What, what would it mean if, if they put they're going in hospital? Well, you know they're going in hospital. So just send an encouraging message. Like, I'm really praying for you as you go into hospital or you go for that surgery. So I'd really love you to know that, that I'm praying for you. Uh, and God is a God who heals. See, we see in this passage, don't we? They're told to go and heal. Go out and heal. And uh, what would that mean for us to be real in that way with people online? Real also may mean 
that um, it, it may mean that we are uh, not just kind of projecting a, a perfect image of ourselves uh, and being like, you know, everything has to be perfect and uh, and uh, staged and everything in our lives when we're online. What's interesting is Jesus tells them to go and be with the people. Jesus isn't saying, look, I really don't want them to meet my disciples, because if they meet my disciples, they'll see what a mess up they are and how will they accept my message. No, he wants he wants them to interact with people. There's something about the um, there's something about them kind of embodying this message of Jesus as they interact with people. And do you know what? You and I are called to do that as well. We're called to be normal people online pointing to a, an amazing Messiah, an amazing Jesus. That's what the disciples were called to do. Just be normal with people, but point them to an amazing Jesus. That's the same for us as well when we're online. We don't have to be fake and pretend everything is perfect. Thirdly, thirdly, fourthly, I can't remember. Be faithful. See, Jesus says there'll be times when you go to towns and that you're not welcomed. There'll be times when you go to town, when you go into towns and uh, yeah, they, they won't accept the message. You're, look, you're not to carry out judgment on them. You're not God. That's what he's saying to them. You're to be faithful with the message. It's interesting that the message for the, 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 the town that does welcome you is the kingdom of God is near. And it's interesting the town that doesn't welcome you is the kingdom of God is near. Look, be faithful with the message Jesus is saying, the message that I've given you. I, uh, Nicky Gumbel, a hymn of Alpha fame, um, recites a story uh, in one of his books about, uh, I can't remember if he does this on the Alpha course or not, um, but he, he recites a story of a man who uh, was shot in one of the wars in the uh, early 20th century. And uh, he lay dying in the trenches. And his friend said to him, look, is there anything I can do for you? And he said to him, no, no, I'm dying. He said, look, is there anyone I can send a message to from you? And he says, yeah, can you send a message to a man at this address? He gave him an address. And he said, give him this message. In my last minutes, what he taught me as a child is helping me to die. And so uh, the man takes the message uh, to this man at the address after the war's finished. And um, uh, the man was, was this soldier's Sunday school teacher from many, many years ago. And uh, when he got the message, he said this. He said, God, forgive me. I gave up teaching Sunday school years ago because I thought it was getting nowhere. I thought it was of no use. And Nicky Gumbel says, look, when, when we are faithful to the message, it is never of no use. The gospel is the power of God. And, and I, I thought about this and I thought, you know what? We don't have a Sunday school culture so much where lots and lots of our um, lots and lots of our community go to Sunday school. Where is it? Where is it that young people are? Do you know what? It? It's where they're online. Let's be faithful to our message online, because do you know what? It's not of no use. It is the power of God. OK. Finally, be thankful. Be thankful. See, the followers return and they're amazed at what they can do in Jesus' power. But Jesus says, look, the significance, you, you can't get your significance 
from just what you can do for me. It's got to go deeper. It's got to be something deeper. The purpose of life, he says to them, isn't the stuff that um, you can do for me, or it isn't even in the stuff that I can do through you. Actually, do you know what? The satisfaction, the purpose that you crave, that you need, is found in me. That is your deepest longing. See, everything in, in the world, especially in the online world, seems so temporary. You know, especially things like Snapchat, where your message might literally disappear after someone's read it. You won't find security. You won't find security in your social media life. You won't even find it in your frontline activity on social media. You'll find your security in knowing that your name is written in heaven. God knows me. The king of the universe loves me. My name is written in heaven. And it's not temporary. It's not going to disappear like a Snapchat, chat, snap, whatever they're called. It's not going to disappear. It's not going to be yesterday's post. The king of heaven loves me. And my name is written there. That's the core of the Christian life. It's not doing stuff for God. It's being known by him. And listen, if you're not a Christian this morning, if you wouldn't say, do you know what? I don't, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. I don't know a relationship with God through him. I'd really love you to sign up for Alpha. Find out the details on our webpage. Come along. Reach out to someone you know who's a Christian. We would love to tell you more about what it means to be known by God to have a friendship with him, not based on what you can do for him, but for his love for you and all that he gave on the cross for you. See, this is a message for all of us. Being fruitful in the Christian life isn't uh, kind of uh, what we can do for God. No, it comes from an inward relationship and uh, uh, a relationship that overflows, as we've been hearing about this morning, into the world. So, Reminder of our points, be ready, be dependent, be real, be faithful, be thankful. Listen, it's amazing what overflowing is happening um, around us. Here are a few examples. You know, I was reminded of um, Val, uh, who um, just uh, a few years ago um, shared, uh, a, a friend reached out to her on Facebook. They were old friends and they, she reached out to her. Are you the same value? Yeah, that I knew many years ago. And they connect, reconnected again, a lady called Kate. And uh, eventually Val connected with her on Facebook and invited her to one of our Christmas concerts one year. And then Kate came on Alpha. And actually her faith was, was renewed and restored and refreshed through um, coming on Alpha. I love what um, Evie is doing on Instagram with our um, Impact Northeast posts. Um, being creative, sharing something creative about the creativity of God and his love, sharing kind of inspirational stuff, scriptures, quotes to encourage young people on Instagram. I love that. It's amazing. I, I loved reading this week about a couple in the Middle East in a country where actually, you know, you'll be put to death for being a Christian, actually becoming Christians and then. Um, needing to learn how to live out this Christian life and, and actually, you know, being able to be discipled by people in neighboring nations through online so that they could live out and then actually finding that other Christians around, people around them are becoming Christians. 
you know what? That's amazing. That's an overflow of God's love and goodness to us. See, some of you are thinking, do you know what? I can't do my usual stuff, whatever I might be doing at the moment, um, to that is normally my front line. Well, maybe your front line is digital at the moment. I know others of you are doing this already. God would say, well done. Keep going. Keep it up. And I think all of us need to consider what are our front lines? What are the front lines in front of us? And if it is the digital world, if it is our social media platform, listen, God calls you to be join news there. Not because that's where you gain God's attention and your and favor, but because you've already got it. Because your name is written in heaven. Because you're loved by the king of the universe already. And he wants that to overflow into those places. Let's be faithful in our frontline places, Jubilee. And as we end, do you know what? I I was um, stirred by that passage that Roxana brought to us this morning from Romans 15. Let me just read it to you again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I, I really believe that that is a call to all of us, I, I, you know, as, as, I, as I read that and Roxana bore that, I particularly felt young people, that's a call to you this morning. That you are called to be people of hope. That the God of hope would fill you with joy and peace. And that actually, as you trust in him, as you learn to trust in him and walk with him, that would overflow with hope by the power of the Spirit, when you're online, when you're on social media, with your friends, as you're chatting to them on whatever social media platform it might be, that, that your, your hope in Christ might overflow in joy news to them. And it might ena- he might enable you by the power of the Spirit to live for him online. Isn't that, I, I particularly felt that for young people, but I think that's for all of us. Do you, do you see how it fits in so well that, that as, as, we, as we trust and hope in the one who has our names written in heaven, it overflows in this message that we go out and take out joy news to the world. We're going to pray, we're going to respond, and then we're going to worship together. I'm going to hand over to Raj, who's going to help us just to do that as we reset things up here. Thanks for listening this morning.